Hello gang, episode 28. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, this week, uh, I have a really charming guest to introduce you to. But before we jump in there, can I just say, yes, thank you for joining me again. Um, and uh, keep spreading the word. Keep subscribing. Don't forget to do that. Um, and reviewing. Uh, having some lovely reviews come in now. Um, if you can jump onto iTunes and give me reviews, I would be forever grateful. And if you do, if you do leave a review, I'm, I'm sort of well. I am going to say it. I'm going to just come out and say it. There may be gifts in store, so I'm bribing you now. <laughs> um, but yes, I may be choosing favourite reviews uh, to gift people, gift to those people. I should say. So anyway. Bribery, bribery. But anyway, no, please, please do jump in and leave some reviews. That's great because it's um, really helpful to keep growing the podcast and, and give it its, I think, it's the life that it deserves now. Anyway, um, to talk about this week, I spent a lot of this week seeing friends in shows and plays and basically just trying to avoid the news. Um, and, and, well, and... All the crazies on Twitter, really, have to has to be said that there's been a lot of time me trying to just not look at social media, especially Twitter, because there's been a lot of, I'm just going to say lunatics, who, for various different reasons, are claiming that the end of the world is happening on Saturday. So that means this podcast is only going to get one day in the world, and then, so you best get listening. Um, but there is some crazy... Well, they're not conspiracy theorists. Well, some of them are. Generally crazy people. Um, religious nuts who are saying the world's going to win because of... Uh, because the hurricanes, the earthquakes, Trump and North Korea. Um, and of course, we've had another um, bomb on the tube here in London. Uh, luckily, it didn't hurt anyone too seriously. Nobody was killed. Um, but still, it does, it does all start to feel, there are points when you kind of think, maybe it is. Why? What is going on? Um, but my job this week is to take you away from all of that with my guest, Mr. Lawrence Wenzel, who is an incredibly charming man from Laredo, Texas. So, Lawrence Wenzel, thank yes. you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be here. So first and foremost, just to kind of fill in a lot about you and for my audience and something I do with everybody is kind of start, as I always say, start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. <laughs> um, where were you born? And, I was... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry No, 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 uh, Corinne, yeah, just where were you born and, and, your, and that kind of, and your upbringing and um, really. Let's see, I was born um, in Laredo, Texas. Um, mm. in, uh, 1970. So there, I've just aged myself as well, but that's okay. Oh, it's uh, still, yeah. Still younger. Still um, young. let me see. Um, I mostly grew up with my mother and my grandmother. Uh, my father was not really in the picture. Okay. Um, but you couldn't have asked for, you know, a, a better, a home or childhood, you know, my mm. grandmother, mm. uh, letting me cook with her, my mom, you know, it, it was just the, the the best kind of setting for me. Um, and actually, I've not not only was I born, but I, I've been raised here. <clears throat> and really, the the times that I've spent away, or that mm. I've been away, have been mostly for my education and then part of my career. You know. Okay. 
So, so it's pretty um, much still, still, hope, and you feel totally happy there. Well, I, uh, yeah, it, you know, um, and, and this will probably, I don't know how this will fit in later, but um, mm. I'm, I'm happier now, and and because okay. in, in 2010, um, uh, well, 2009 actually, I made a big mistake, and the, and the mistake, I, I really wouldn't care to go into it because I mean it is a sort of a closed chapter, but mm, I. Mm-hmm. Would, doing the scariest thing that uh, that any gay man would do um mm-hmm. you go home mm-hmm. and and going to a you know, i mean this is and this is a town that that i both have love and disdain for mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i love it because my family is here and, and i've got some really good friends here but there's yeah. also this sort of hate disdain kind of thing because <clears throat> this is the place where i grew up and where i was bullied you know yeah yeah um, sure. as a young gay man it was it was rough because i didn't fit in you know, because I didn't, I didn't go along with the crowd, and um, we we can go down the list. And so, in 2010, yeah. I did that. I came home, uh, kicking and screaming, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly because I had nowhere to go. Um, and so, sl- slowly but surely, I'm, I've gotten to a point where it's less disdain and more love, sure. because because I know this is where I came from, and 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 I wouldn't be who I am today if I wouldn't have gone through it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did, so, well, jumping in there, school for you then? How, how, what your experiences? So you did, you did experience bullying. Um, was it physical, uh, verbal? Mostly verbal. Mostly mm-hmm. verbal. Um, it, it. I was. I was very. I was very young, and I had no filter, and I was mm-hmm. very. I was just. I was I was loud and proud and <laughs> right right and 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 got, and people couldn't take it and and like I'll give you an example one of the one of the um, trends down here during that time when I was in high school was everybody wore tight Wrangler jeans and I can't remember and boots and, and really loud sure. colorful shirts and I, I'm not about to wear that I'm just in comfortable <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt and some and some loafers yeah and and I'm smart to a certain extent but you know a's and b's mostly and so it was more because i'm smart and because i know stuff and because i get stuff done and i help the cheerleaders out with their homework um and of Uh. course the guys get jealous and so i had the the majority of it was verbal and part of it was i had an an innate wit so i was able to answer back in less two seconds and stun them and then they you know they would never they would never touch me physically, sure, you know. Sure. <clears throat> and so um, it didn't change until my junior year. I had a a, a bully. Uh, I'll just call him um, uh, Ricky for now, just because sure, sure. his name escapes me. Um, constantly just making my life hell, and then on on the bus, um, making my life even more of a hell. And one day I just had enough, and he was getting off the bus, and I was walking right behind him, and I called out his name, and then I punched him out. Literally just knocked out cold. And, and right, that right. And wow. from the from the, and the bus driver lost it. And I said, "Go ahead, tell everybody. I'll tell them how he bullied me all year, and you didn't do a thing. So your job will be on the line before my ass is in the you know right. is in trouble." Wow. <laughs> and from that on, nobody bothered me. Well, now, that's uh, <laughs> that's one way of going about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, funny enough, and, and and I don't know if this will if this will fast forward too much, but I I, I did no, run go. into I did run into one of my bullies at uh, at a gay bar years later. I was like, oh my god, 
<laughs> and did, did, was there a conversation about oh, the past? The yes, there was. And it was in here's what was so amazing about that conversation. <laughs> because I said, why? What? Explain to me, explain to me what in the world was going on that yeah. you decided you're going to make my life a living hell. And his answer was this, Matt. Hmm. You were happy. I was miserable and you were happy. I could see <sighs> you with your smile and glowing and nothing could touch you. Uh -huh. And so I was going to go out of my way to make you unhappy, to make you miserable. Right. And then he goodness. did the oddest. I know. And then he did the oddest thing. He kissed me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It just wow. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 ten years later, you're happily married. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't have put it off the table, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, wow, we, we that's incredible. dated for a short bit and just probably not even a couple of weeks. But mm -hmm. I stopped because I found out he's married. And I was like, no. Oh, I was like, right. like, oh, come on. Come okay. on. And, you okay. know, like I said, you know what? When you're divorced, you can find me. But I'm not doing yeah. this. And you're not going to complicate my life twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was. Goodness. But that re re revelation was just, it was. It, you get dumbstruck. You get you get the carpet pulled out under your feet because you think it's sure. something big, and it was no, it was something simple. You were happy, yeah. and that's why your life fell. Yeah, wow. That's <laughs> I mean, uh, what a turnaround. Um, so as far as mm -hmm. kind of you, as far as you recognizing yourself, um, kind of having your <laughs> finding your feet and say, or or even just not even finding your feet, but actually the moment something occurring to you and saying what was your earliest memory of going okay uh, there is something here that oh tells easy. me that i'm not <laughs> like easy. some of the boys yeah go on seven years old and i saw star wars for the first time and i saw harrison ford and fell instantly in love <laughs> every everybody was focusing on on princess lee and she's so beautiful and she's so talented and, and to her credit she was and loved love yeah. carrie fisher but yes, I was yes. looking at Harrison Ford at seven years old, and I knew that I wanted to be with Harrison Ford, however that <sighs> meant. I remember thinking that in my head. I was sitting on the chair of the theater, and my arms were over the back of the front chair, and I'm mm -hmm. watching intently. And any time he's on, I'm just watching every single detail. And so if he were to ever hear this, yes, Harrison Ford, you were my first crush. And you're the... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, actually, it's it's funny because uh, I have a Star Wars. Well, Star Wars as well. I would be for me. It was uh, it was Luke. It was Mark mm -hmm. Hamill at the time. I mean, uh -huh. again, I was I was eight or nine or something, I suppose. And yeah, that that I think was that was my 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 crush within the Star Wars genre. But Harrison Ford does 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 that remain with you now? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, um, I, I mean, yes, because I, I remember him in Star Wars. Now that yeah. he's older, I'm like, well, I think I would have had to grown up with him. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, yeah. But still, it, yeah, he was my first crush, and that's when I knew. I, he's I'm still a very handsome, very handsome man, still to this ah, day. Oh yeah, and that's when, but that's when I knew, and that, I, that something was different that I didn't see the world sure. the way else did, um, and I pretty much kept it to myself. Until, until until I was 12 and then I told my mom and um, and then I went to uh, and saw Christians because uh, my parents were very religious at the time a Christian psychologist and mm -hmm. 
and the only reason I went to the sessions wasn't for the psychotherapy or whatever. It was just so that, um, because it was used as a bartering system. You go to the sessions, we give you freedom. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it, um, so that's the only reason I go. And it, and it, and she didn't last long with me because I just, I wasn't listening. I was just there because I needed to be there. Sure. And then at some point it stopped. Um, and then, and then I came out at 17 at Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> if you're going to do it anywhere. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> and pass the bread sauce. And by the way. <laughs> well, my cousins um, were very interested in my sex life, which I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think at that point I'd even had any. I think I, I'd been kissed once. I don't, okay. you know, and, and, and they were just relentless asking me, you know, the most inappropriate questions you can ever ask a 17-year-old at, at Christmas dinner at the kids. Right, right. And finally, I just had enough of it. And I go, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm gay. Merry Christmas. Now pass me the tamales. I'm freaking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness so just <laughs> going back to to to, mm-hmm. to being 12 and and telling your telling your mum when you were 12 is still a pretty brave move i think because i i certainly didn't get i wasn't anywhere near that mm-hmm. um so, so, so i think it, it seems like mm-hmm. you it was more about you you weren't worried and you were kind of it was just the concerns of other people that were affecting you more than anything oh yeah yeah, because I was still me, and that's something that over time, even back then and now, um, so people sometimes struggle because they they define me by that, and I'm like, no, I I'm more than that, and I'm still the same person, you know, yeah. big hearted and kind, and 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 I do what I do with 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 conviction. Um, I just happen to be gay. That's yeah, it's part mm-hmm. of my life, but it does define every single thing that I do. You know, absolutely. Like, <clears throat> so, um. Though we'll we'll come and talk, we'll we'll get to to your plays in a moment, sure. and I, 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 the, the the audience would have heard the, my introduction to you, but I'm going to just go through it again because as a theatre director, you've directed fifty plays, you've written four, you're an uh-huh. artist photographer, uh-huh. you're you're a busy man, <laughs> um, so you don't have time to focus on just one element of your, of your life because it's it, but it's in part of everything you do, of course. But right. as you say, it's not the it's not the lead necessarily the leading cause at all times shall we say right <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm um i have uh allergies in this area and i'm still getting awake but um yeah no no I no, do, no i'm a uh, i do all these different things part of it is um i want to be diversified as much as possible but but the other one is i don't, I don't want to be pigeonholed sure. you know what i'm saying and being a theater professional i mean you wind up being a man of many hats or a person of many hats and there's nothing that you won't do or help with yeah. um but I have, I, I think my, I think we're, I don't know about you. I, this is something that you and I have in common. You, you and I were both band members. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fact, when I, when I, in fact, when I heard um, your podcast, I said, oh my gosh, we could write a book together called uh, Bands, Bullies and Boys. <laughs> all right you're on to it uh you're on to a really good that's a winner i i'm we'll, we'll we definitely i think yeah let's go back to that afterwards <laughs> oh yeah definitely um what was i saying and so um one of the things i, I thought i was going to be a theater director for all mm. my life I, that's all i was going to do and be a theater teacher mm-hmm. um but nowadays um uh when, when i came home to laredo texas kicking and screaming 
Um, I, of course, I fell into a depressive slump, a really bad one. I couldn't even leave my room, much less my bed. And, and, sure. and I'm in my pajamas. And one of my friends named uh, Trisha came to me and said, you are going to, on Thursday, first of all, you're going to get out of your pajamas and, and, and get put on regular human clothes. And you're going <laughs> to get out of this depressive slump. I don't want to see you this in this state anymore. And you're going to yeah. go join um, Teatro Chicano de Laredo. Um, they're having a meeting on Thursday at, at the community college, um, and and you're going to go at 4:30. And I don't want to hear any more of this. You're going to get your butt up, go. And okay. and what she says goes right. She's a good friend of mine. <laughs> and so I went, and um, here I am meeting with um, Carlos Flores, um, Oscar Pena, and Luis Flores. And what they're doing is they're workshopping a play, mm-hmm. and they're reading a, reading a play. And then, of course, having evaluation and critique after it. Yeah. And and so I got involved with them, and that sort of brought out the playwriting aspect. That that and it got me out of the depression too. So okay. all of us, not just going to be a. I've always been at the, the 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 area where I'm working on directing and acting, but I've never dealt with the language or the words. Okay. And so now now I'm now I have the opportunity to go at theater from a different angle. Yeah. And learning how to get it from the page to the stage. And I, that experience helped me feel sort of reborn because I had, sure. I had lost everything and I, had, I came home begrudgingly, you know, and, 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 and what am I going to do when there's nothing here and blah, blah, blah. You can go down the list of how I was feeling. And by being involved with them, I was able to get out of the depressive slump. And then yeah. I was able to create real theater because um, sometimes I think, Theaters just create drama. They just they want the butts in the seats. They just want to do the play, but mm-hmm. of the theaters are actually creating real drama. The ones mm-hmm. that are universal, they're urgent, they're necessary. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. and that's where that's where that came about. And mm-hmm. as I started to write with them, that also led to um, uh, what do you call it? My photography skills coming into play because I was okay. like, you are not. They're, you are not. Uh, they they were not taking pictures, and I'm like, you need pictures. You need you need stills of your work at some point or another, so mm. we can share. And that brought out the photographer in me, um, and then uh, okay. it just it sort of took off, and and so yeah, I have x amount of plays directed, and and I've had x amount of plays written, and I've got this. I, I do this photography thing on the side, you know, and and it's a lot of fun. It's fun, and part of it is. Uh, one of my one of my coworkers uh, named it. He said, "You're doing what they call algorithm art." So I, I do have a camera either on my phone or my 35 millimeter, and I catch capture the shot that I want or need. Um, yeah. And then using a variety of of apps, I'm going to change the color, the the texture, anything to whatever. And then what you see on there is, of course, a digitally altered image. Um, yeah. To a certain ex- to a certain extent. Um, and, and I was, I was, I, I did it for fun. I did it out of the goodness of my heart. And then a friend of mine says, Hey, I want your art on my wall. Or I have a drag queen friend, the infamous crystal vapors who says, I have a photo and it's a, it's a great photo, but it's with awful lighting. Fix it for me. I'm like, yeah, send it to me. You know? Okay. Hey, yes. And I think I've seen, I think that I, that I have, I think I've seen that picture then actually. Uh Yeah. And so any anytime she has a photo or she needs something 
fixed or or enhanced or just made to look good she'll send it to me and i do it because because i love her i love her so much in fact she said oh you you can't photo anybody else (laughs) Ah. (laughs) you're assigned for life (laughs) yes um yeah yeah. yeah, just uh, it's it's it's, i'm gonna say uh, at the end i'd like to uh give you a chance to uh before we sign off later is to uh give a uh, all the details so people can actually go and, and and have a look at your uh your photography and your art um so we'll give all those details um and uh, i just remember because i've just quickly flicked onto your i'm looking at mm-hmm. your red bubble page and the um the don't let me go picture which is a platform and train track and that for some reason that particularly grabs my i'm a bit obsessed with trains that sounds terrible i am a little bit obsessed with trains not on the most geeky i don't ca- i don't care about the numbers I, it's not <laughs> what they're made of i just like the sound and smell of trains if that means uh-huh. anything to anybody but um anyway so i think that's why it appeals would, to me would I'm you like to hear a little bit of story behind that one just uh, yes i would i would here. actually please okay so that one is a picture um that i took um it's actually in bochum germany um, I had tra- I traveled to Germany ah. last year, and so um, I went there and I met, and that 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 would be another story for another podcast. But um, <laughs> I, oh gosh, I, I, I'm wow, I'm so I'm so thrown. I, I, so I, see, I'm messing up. <laughs> see, I'm messing up on my words because that means that that it, that that picture is is probably the most important to me because um, I went to to Germany and I fell yes. in love. And and Matt, okay. we're talking. We're talking real love. Now I understand why people write songs. I understand why people make poetry and, and art. Because, right, right, right. because I met a, a man out there in Germany, and, um, and uh, I fell in love. <clears throat> so did you go to Germany? So was, was your, your, the reason you went to Germany because of this mm-hmm. gentleman? Or what? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, because else. of him. And so I went to meet him because... Um, there, there was such an, an, an uh, there was such an uh, not so much attraction but connection because I mean attraction is attraction is attraction. Yeah. But I wanted to meet him, and from the second that I met him, I was like, oh my gosh, he's the one. Mm-hmm. He's, this is this is the person that I've been waiting for. He uh, and 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 we clicked, and and uh, and, and I didn't want to leave. I wanted, right. I wanted, I wanted us to, to get engaged or get married, and and me never have to come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think, and I think that was the the trip, which was very beneficial to me because I, I had I had never really traveled abroad. I mean, I've been to Mexico because Mexico, guess what, is like three miles away from my house. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 No. I mean. That, yes, so to geographically yeah. point that out to people, where, where exactly, yes, so you are literally right next to the border, and um, yes. yeah, 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 and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that later. So I went and 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 I I fell in love, yeah, and and unfortunately, either it was too much, too quick, too too scary, too real, mm. um, and he didn't feel the same way back, and. Mm. And it was it was really heartbreaking. So that that photo was the last time I saw him, and and I worked on that for for a long time because I, I that picture meant so much to me because I wanted to say don't don't let me go home, don't yeah. don't don't let go of my hand, don't don't let me go back to my normal life. Let me yeah let me stay with you, then let me let me live out 
you know, my golden years and, and don't just don't, don't let yeah. me go. Yeah. 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 And, and so that picture means a lot to me. <laughs> Hell of a lot. Hell of yeah. a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously that, you've just said you know you gave everything to you the heart was handed over but as far as being in that country being so far away from <clears throat> from home and from what it's it's a, such a different world did you feel that you could <laughs> i don't want to say regardless of the relationship but just as a, uh -huh. as a as a physical presence being in that atmosphere being in that part of the world did it fit did it suit you did you feel comfortable Yes, I did, and and for a couple of reasons. I really, um, I loved the people, the food, the atmosphere. I as soon as I got off the plane, I I felt um, not necessarily like I was home, but I felt like I was in a place that I wouldn't mind staying for a prolonged period of time. Sure. Um, and then and then the other part of it is is that and and it's um, and it's something that when you when you hear my name or when you look at my name. Uh, people don't automatically pick up, but my mother is Mexican and my dad is German, so I'm. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I mean, I'm, my goodness, it's right there in front of me, and I cut. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and yes. so I'm. I'm biracial. I belong to two different cultures, different sure. as, as night as day and night and day, and 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 so I'm sure that when I was there in Germany, my Teutonic genes hit in and. My genealogy was reaching out to me, and it, and it was weird when I was there. There was one day when I was, uh, when uh, when um, the guy that I fell in love with was working, and I was left to my own devices, and I went shopping, mm. uh, just got lost in in Dusseldorf where where I was staying, and mm. uh, I was walking down the street, and I passed by a man, and I swear to you, it looked like me. I mean, even both of us stopped and uh -huh. looked back at each other. You know, and I'm a, I almost wanted to say, Uncle, is that you? You know, <laughs> or is that me from the future running to me in the past? I don't know, just something weird like that. But it felt, it felt right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It felt right. Sure. It, like I would not have had any problem um, with staying there because it felt like I belonged. And so, see, I, I've had that feeling when I first ever <laughs> arrived and landed in, in in your very country, and I. Uh, walked out of San Francisco airport and went, oh, this is right. This is the perfect <laughs> weather. This is everything I need. Yeah. And I totally felt like I belonged. Um, I, maybe not so much now. There's there's a different time, different. But, um, but at that point in my life, that's where I wanted <laughs> to be and I didn't want to leave. And I, I did fall in love and eventually I dragged that person over to the UK, so uh, they they have to suffer our, our politics and our weather. But anyway, vice versa, it could work the other way. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, at some point, because I mean, we had we just hit it off so well. I mean, he he even said, "I want to be uh, Doctor Mrs. Wenzel," and I'm like, "That's really that's really very sweet." And he wanted to come over here, but I said, "You know, if you come over here, because yeah. um, he works as a nurse, you're going to have to start your studies all over again from the from the beginning." Right. Whereas, whereas if I was to go over to Germany, um, I wouldn't have to restart. The only thing that I would have to do would be learn German very quickly. You know, mm. <laughs> how so, is how is your German, by the way? Um, it's, it's, it's at the beginning level. I practice daily. Okay. I, I read it better than I speak it. And that's cause I don't really have anyone to practice it with. Sure. Um, but I can, I can read it better. And then, and I, I still haven't stopped because even, even though he doesn't feel the same way for me, um, I, 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 he's a person I need, I would have to see I'm messing up. He's a person I want to have in my life and, yeah, and eventually yeah, yeah. 
go out and 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 see again and i've got some friends out there i know they're going to get married soon or oh, okay. in the future and so i want to be able to go back at some point and converse because sure. i think i think the one thing that was also was that was impeding was just simply the distance yeah if if i was a half hour away or an hour away that'd be a different story mm-hmm. but i'm mm-hmm. not i'm 5389 miles away yeah <clears throat> So yeah. no, it's it's it is it's difficult. I I I'm I've I've been through it. I understand. So, um, but I think the fact that you're continuing to to to, to embrace <laughs> embrace your your that side of you mm-hmm. and learn and and learn a, a, a mother tongue, <laughs> um, <laughs> then it's wonderful. So it gives you that. It gives you that. Yeah. Um, just jumping back slightly. Um, sure. What was the what was the point theatrically what was the point that what was the thing that happened that turned you on to theater was it a particular show was there a moment was there a performance do you remember where you were and what it was that kind of made you go yep this is this is the future <laughs> yes i do i <clears throat> um excuse me um i let's see i was i was in band in high school and i wasn't involved in theater that they had a theater program but um um, I think the teacher that was there at the time was a little um, handsy, I think, and so. Okay, okay. okay. I didn't want to. I, no, I'm. A, and so, and so, I was. I was in band, and when uh-huh. I left, when I left there, and I started community college at some point, a friend of mine invited me to a play, and I saw No Exit by Jean Paul Sartre. Ah. And that play shattered a lot of the beliefs that I had. I left. Um, changed. I left hungry i wanted to know more where did this philosophy come from mm-hmm. where did this idea for this play come from and so forth so <clears throat> when i left the play the library was still open so i went over got a copy of his biography you know uh, one of his books on his theories you know and just started eating it up and i said and 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 i and, and you have to realize i i came from a very strict and very rigid christian conservative home Sure. So to hear for the first time in my life that the theory is is that you're responsible for everything that you don't do and you do every the responsibility is right here in the hands mm-hmm. shattered a lot of what I had been brought up with, and so yeah. <clears throat> I left changed, yeah. and I said, okay, so if this play affected me in this way, I want to see more. And, yeah, of course. And, and I want my field to be in this because if that play changed me so much then what other plays are out there that are going to affect me or change me or even my audiences as well. Yeah. I want to study this. I want to, this is what I want my field to be and I can do this, you know? So you started consuming, just consuming reading plays as much as even seeing plays as well then. Yeah, exactly. See mm-hmm. anything I could get my hands on um, uh, and, and getting out of here. And then I, I applied to um, Texas state university um, mm-hmm. San Marcos and was accepted to the bachelor, the BA, BFA program, Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um, yeah. And eventually I had to choose, <clears throat> um, what do you call it, uh, a career path. Yeah. And so it, I was in a directing class and, and my uh, my teacher, Dr. Sauters, uh, said, hey, um, I really liked your 10-minute scene. Have you ever thought of going into the directing program? Mm. Um, and, and that recognition that support from him led me down to the path of you know directing plays sure from that point on and i and i it's something that i really do enjoy i do because um i i i i 
try my hardest. I don't, and I'm, I know you probably come across this. You, in, when, when you have a director, you either get a dictator or you do get a do nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. And so, and so I always try to find that balance of right in between because I don't want to be a dictator. And yeah. I want to be a do nothing. I want to be right, and I want to be a director, which is right in the middle. And sometimes I have to say, "Sorry, this is the way it has to be," because of. Of course, well, it, somebody has to make. There's a there's a there's a time limit to everything, to every project, yeah. and some and decisions have to be made. And that you, yeah, yeah, completely. But I totally mm-hmm. appreciate and 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 <clears throat> come and come and work in the UK, please. Oh, um, yes, I totally want to to have directors who that, that there is that, that there's an open that there is time for discussion, mm-hmm. but there is it's but but at the same time you feel you have faith that ultimately they've got it and they've got mm-hmm. your back and they've got their own back mm-hmm. and 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 they'll do the best they can for the project. But there isn't just a, an open book, and I've had yeah, I've I've had both. Mm-hmm. I've had very much uh, yeah. Um, the dictator thing. I mean, in any job, you yeah. don't want uh, well, whatever no, you, you do. But... No, you wouldn't, because it's, I mean, it, the, by being a dictator, you kill creativity, and then and you, yeah, and then by being a do nothing, you get nothing done, and so. Um, one of the greatest compliments I ever got from somebody was like, "When is your next play?" Because I want to be able to work with you. And mm, I'm I mm. like, wow, where is this coming from? Thank you so much. Sure, and she sure. said, oh, I, had a, I was with such and such company, and it was just a disastrous experience. I've never been yelled at so much in my life. And yeah. I was like, well, that happens, unfortunately. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to yell at you because that's just yelling is a one-note song. Mm, but, completely. But I will, you know, I'm glad that, that you are excited about coming to work with me and and not not just because she had heard my name but because other actors were like no you need to go work with him well that's the best that's the best recommendation you can have his other actors his other actors saying yeah "Yeah, that's that's the person to work with because Mm -hmm. yeah we we all end up trusting each other and everybody listens and everybody talks and Mm -hmm. um i mean at the end of the day we still have a, a unified goal Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we're working towards that goal. But what we do today is flexible. And, and not only that, like I told him, oh, you, you got to do it with heart. And if you're not going to do it with heart, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So. Um, what was the first? What was the first? I mean, I mean, you, you uh-huh. said that um, No Exit was kind of the, the, the show that gave you the decision. But do you remember the very first play or musical that you ever saw or you, as a, even as a child? I mean, mm. was there... So going going way back. Well, going way back. I think the only thing that I knew as a musical was Mary Poppins, I, and then I watched that over and Amazing. over and over and over again. You know. Do you know what, Lawrence? The amount of times Mary Poppins has come up over the podcasts in the last year is incredible from oh, really? every angle. <laughs> well, it's it, for me. It was uh, that I, I was seeing a child psychologist, and they essentially encouraged me to be Mary Poppins in the room with them, <laughs> and I fully embraced that. <laughs> Uh, and the idea of of being able to, uh, to, to 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 escape to fly um, and to do good was was mm. the, was the thing. But then other other people have talked about her being. I mean, from every angle. I, I spoke to um, Tempest Jour from RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. um, about it, and uh, the same thing. It came up then that the idea of Mary Poppins. Just this, this sort of like some my people may have said she was a dictator herself, maybe. But anyway, mm-hmm. is that it's it that that it it's just the fact that it it, it 
so many of us have seen it and did it affect you anyway or did you just kind of saw it and it was fun and you, you kind of moved on and no, does it have uh, any resonance with you later in life is just I think the question I'm trying to ask you um, yes because um, oh gosh I, I don't know about resonance but it just uh, maybe, maybe it just it just stayed with me because I knew that all the songs forwards and backwards um, and, but, uh, and then at some point I, I saw too much of it because like I think the onset of the Disney channel and we just played it way too much uh, but now as, as I'm older I'm like wow I really miss I need to go uh, you know I need to sit down and watch Mary Poppins I don't know if it was just an identity thing or, or if it was the idea or um, I don't. Well, it was just pure entertainment. I mean, pure, yeah. yeah, pure entertainment, and and you know, just just loved it because it was so magical, you know. Yeah. And I had never seen anything like that. I think. Um, yeah, I think that's my answer. <laughs> right. No, no, it's good. It's good. To give us your your top three um, plays that you'd you'd like to do again. Just oh yeah. Just... Um, Scorched uh, by Wajim Muad, and then yes. Um, the Alice in Wonderland, the version by Christopher Hampton, and then um, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead by Jean-Claude Van Italia. Those would be my Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Just because computers mm-hmm. and Skypes are still playing up. Um, anyway, well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, if you were to name two plays that you've directed so far as your favourites, I know it's very difficult. It's like Sophie's Choice, but uh-huh. um, what would be the two shows that you've directed that are your favorites and why oh i'll give you the first one uh because that one that's right on the tip of my tongue um i for my master's thesis my creative master thesis um i was uh, i got the chance to direct terence mcnally's a perfect ganache uh-huh. which is just a beautiful just wonderful play and and i was able to do that at, at the masters at the graduate level um mm-hmm. and i got to do exactly what you just mentioned earlier Mm. Where, I, where I had a team, I had a budget, and I had full reign to do whatever it was I needed to get that to come through. And that was the first time, um, and not that I did it, but that was the first time I remember being up in the catwalk watching that show. Yeah. And I remember I remember there was a, a pivotal emotional moment for the protagonist, and I remember seeing the audience just weep down and cry. It was one of the most powerful, sure. beautiful things. Because I mean, comedy is easy. We can we're we're buffoons. We can we can mm-hmm, be awkward mm-hmm. and fall on our faces in five seconds. But to mm-hmm. move a whole audience to cry, um, and then part of it is of course the words from from uh, Terence McNally, but then the other part is the the actors bringing it to life, and sure. and so that was one of my favorites because I I could I I had a support team and I could ask for anything. Um, there the the word no didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. that that was one of them. And then the other one, um, I would have to say right off, right off the back, um, in 2012 um, with Teatro Chicano de, de Laredo, um, I was sort of their um, middle management kind of person of all hats. I was. Uh, mm. directing a show and I was also training directors do you know what I'm saying so it was a really mm. happy mm-hmm. time for me because it was right in the thick of what I do one of the things that I do best um, <clears throat> yeah and as and as theater goes um, one of the directors dropped out 
uh, from one day to the next. And, and you know how that is, uh, the, you know, yes, so. <laughs> yes, 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 I do. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, uh, I was able to step in, but you know what, you know what, now that I bring that up, okay, so that let's backtrack a little bit mm. because now that I bring that up, even though that was one of my favorite experiences, I can tell you right now, I was, I was teaching at a high school, yeah. um, and I'll never forget this. We were doing six degrees of separation, which oh, okay. people, people, People were like, you're crazy. There's no way. And I was like, don't tell me I'm crazy, first of all. And then second of all, don't tell me I can't do it because then I'll find a way to do it. Yeah, right. And, and I had given our assistant principal a copy of the script. And I had edited everything, all the bad words out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they were they were with me. So they knew they knew what I what, what we were trying to do. But at the same time, um, my my kids really were hungering for really something with meat, something with substance. Yeah. And. One of our, our lead actress who was playing Louisa um, got in trouble and was taken out of the school from one day to the next. And okay. I was, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? What? Well, yeah. what and, where? and so one of the girls in the cast said, she said, I, I'm really quick on lines. I like the part. I'll do it. And I looked mm. at her and I said, do you mean to tell me that in two weeks you're going to be able to learn the line? She goes, yeah, I can do it. Don't worry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so <laughs> we we put her in the show. And, and, of course, the show is a total success, but even more so, that girl didn't lose one of her lines at all. She wow. knew that backwards and forwards. And I think – and I would – and, and I would so I'm going to add that to the list because yeah. um, that that was where the the group really came together. Instead of falling apart and disassembling and, and oh, poor us, no, 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 she came forward and then everybody corralled around her. Yeah. And, Beautiful theater, uh, one, wonderful show, um, and I and I did get in trouble. You're gonna love this. Long story made short. I got I got in trouble with a parent, and um, they, we were in my office meeting, and I said, "Would you please explain to me what's wrong? Did I offend? What? Mm. How can I help you? What's going on here?" And his answer was, "I'm upset because Wisa left Flan." <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" You <laughs> called the principal. You made an appointment. You got yeah, in here. Yeah upset because Wisa left Flan in Six Degrees of Separation. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, just, I said, so I guess the story hits a little close to home, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, look, sir, I have I work with, with teenagers. This is what who I teach. They're going to go out yeah. into the world. I said, and I can't give them safe plays because that doesn't allow them to grow. Well, I said, so, no. And he said, well, you need to do our town and picnic and i'm like sir those are not safe plays yeah every play takes a risk every play yeah um something about it that somebody's not going to like i said well, i was so, gonna say there's you, you could yeah and you can only tread on if you if you, if you it's gonna happen you are gonna not tread on toes <laughs> but people are gonna find people will fight because people and especially in the last mm -hmm. 10 years are searching for something to attack anyway but that's by yeah. the by but yeah um <laughs> so those would be those would be like yeah i'm sorry go ahead no 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 it's just that it's, it's interesting that, that that somebody would come to you and 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 like you say spend the time and energy to to come and pick up on something that is as you say in the greatest scheme of the world there's a, there's a lot more for them to be worrying about than something that is yeah anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we've seen it happen i've said i've heard i've oh, listened oh. yeah yeah Oh, yeah. No, I once did a, a play. We did a um, I had a group of students that they're ESL students. So English as a second language. So they they're mm -hmm. their first language is Spanish and mm -hmm. they needed a fine arts credit. So I created a class specifically for them. And I said, OK, in the in, this, in the fall, we're going to do some theater history so you can get some like 
experience, you know, the terminology. And in the spring, we're yeah. going to do a play. And we can do it in Spanish. So I'll, you know, because I want you to learn the whole process. If you're going to mm -hmm. get a fine arts credit out of me, you're going to do this with me. And so they wanted to do a Midsummer Night Stream in Spanish. Okay. And I said, okay, all right, so we're going to okay. do it. And um, I had a, a parent, we, we, we had a, we wound up on like the front page of the newspaper, which was great. Um, mm. our, super, our superintendent of the time was very supportive. And then, of course, I get a, an angry parent and she saw, and, and I get in there and, and she said, the first words out of her mouth is, we're not in Little Mexico. And I turned to her and I said, <sighs> I said, hi, good afternoon. My name is Lawrence Wenzel and, and how can I help you today? And let's just pretend that you just didn't say that. Yeah. And she was very upset because the play was in Spanish. And I said, listen, their instruction has been in English. All the papers that they write, all the tests that they take, they're in English. Mm -hmm. They're working English. The mm -hmm. play could have been in French. It could have been in Russian. It could have been in any language. It could have been in, in sign language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it does not make a difference because they're learning the craft of theater. So uh, we're done. Yeah. You can go to principal. We're done. You, um, I'm busy. Get out of here. And yeah. she said, well, I'm going to have your job. And I was like, oh, well, you, can, you can't have it because you can't handle it. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and these groups, this group of individuals needed a fine art credit. And I'm the only one that stepped forward and said, I'll take them. Nobody what else. What I'm doing is, is is giving them the ability to uh, to, 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 to really <laughs> know the piece and really and 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 and. Mm -hmm. And tell it their way is great. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> people, <Yeah>. people, <laughs> people who who need other people, but no. Yeah, anyway, we won't go down the Schneisen route. But yeah. my goodness, yeah, that's that's infuriating. I, I, but you carry on, and mm -hmm. and yeah, um, yeah, and and in spite of, and probably because of those people, that's why we carry on doing what we do. Right. right. Um. <laughs> Goodness me! <laughs> I just makes me it makes me livid to, to hear that that well uh, yeah. Um, that happened. It happened. Um, mm -hmm. So just um, just going back to kind of uh, a bit more about sort of about you, your soul. Um, mm -hmm. f for you, um, uh, and I'm saying growing up. I mean, as a child, as a teenager, and into twenties, even did you have any, for want of better description, gay? heroes in theater music television or film that kind of were were uh -huh. guiding lights to you that uh, that, that were inspirations or just uh -huh. gave you a, a model to follow um the one thing that stands out is harvey firestein's torch song trilogy ah, yes. that was that was the very first movie where i saw myself as um a gay man as a human uh -huh. um not not being shown like as a predator like you are in the movies or a tragic yeah. character who falls to death or disease yeah. or whatever and that that was the one that sets apart i have a, a, a what do you call it a hardbound version here in my in my what do you call it in my library it's it's ah, very tragic okay. to me because one day i do want to meet him and say please sign the book you have no idea how much mm. you inspired this young little gay boy to keep going and to fight for you know to stand up for who i am and what i want Regardless sure. of whether I'm gay or not, just just you inspired me. That story, even though I'm not a drag queen, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, your story inspired me a lot because the fights that he would have with his mother mirrored a lot of the fights that I would have with mine. Okay, okay, ah, mm -hmm. right, okay. So that was so it was the it was the, <clears throat> it was the mother son relationship as much as anything. Yeah, more than anything else, that was the mm -hmm. one thing. Um, uh, what do you call it? 
that that really stood out and stayed with me. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I did he did uh, he did he did he did acknowledge my existence recently in a tweet that I was talking to um, Tempest mm-hmm. about. Uh, we talked about favorite shows, plays, Lacage, etc. Torch Song mm-hmm. trilogy came up, and then in in somebody mentioned it and said I really enjoyed hearing you talk about it. And in the tweet, I said it's one of the mm-hmm. best plays ever written. And then he liked he liked a tweet, and I thought he doesn't do much liking, and he doesn't follow uh-huh. anyone. So mm-hmm. I was I was acknowledged by, and that was that was that's ridiculous. Yeah. I got so excited, but yeah, completely that play and 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 the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I did get to play Arnold. I was far too young. I was in my twenties when I did it. I mean, did it? I did it in the Edinburgh Festival, mm-hmm. and I was too young. But it's still just just a wonderful experience and just a beautifully written mm-hmm. piece. And it's oh. full three and a half hours or whatever it is um, <laughs> as a play. It is. Um, it is. It's yeah. a long one. But um. But yeah. Okay. That's so. 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 So Harvey. Mm-hmm. A- anybody else that sort of uh, in in music or anywhere else? In, <sighs> The arts. No, can can I tell you that that really didn't happen until I, if there was anybody in music that that I really connected with was was Annie Lennox. Ah, there was okay. something about her voice and her music that was just it was way ahead of its time. Mm. Um, and of course, I followed uh, Erasure a lot. But can can I tell you one of the ones that stands out now? One of the ones that really touched uh, my heart in all the right places was um, yeah. the singer John Grant. Oh yes. Oh my God! I, I'm like I've been waiting for you since my twenties. If, if yes. he, you know what I'm saying, like yes. he had that one song, um, "Glacier." Glacier. That oh. just um, mm-hmm. and and that one um, was actually how I started. Uh, I borrowed a line from Glacier because that's how I started my commencement speech when I got my MFA in creative writing. Okay. Because he put into words exactly what it was that I was going. I couldn't. I couldn't put into words. It would. It just hurt too much, you know. Yeah. And when I heard that, not only did I break down and cry, um, but then I, of course, I learned all the lyrics. And and then when we got up, and it was it was too funny because my last name was Wenzel, so I'm always the last one. There's a, a, a. It's just a given. Yeah. And when they called out for the commencement addresses or our addresses to to the public when they were conferring our degrees, they called my name first because my my wonderful um, uh, mentor Deborah Bevort uh, yeah. was the first one up there, and so I was first on her list. And and I, I was like, what do you mean they called my name? I'm never first. You know, <laughs> I get up there. And so his his music and and his albums have really just. Um, what do you call it? It, it? Just been wonderful. I think my favorite is Queen of Denmark. Oh yes, um, yes. That that is that that is my favorite, and and I've been waiting for him. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I've just been waiting my whole life for no, someone com- like completely. You know? I, the, 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 he he was um, interviewed on a podcast that I've been listening to in a UK podcast uh, by mm-hmm. a, a UK singer called Will Young, and um, mm-hmm. that he he's a wonderful. He's he's a, he's a clever quite quite i suppose there's a lot of yeah, you say there's a lot of interest a lot of darkness there as well but that's part mm-hmm. of the fascination i think for me with him um and uh but very funny and yeah the songs the beauty as you say glacier for anybody for dear listeners if you haven't ever mm-hmm. heard john grant i'm sure lots of people have but go and start if you haven't that's the place to start is glacier yeah. i would say um mm-hmm. very very and moving it- and I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I mean, of course, I mean, my first 
<laughs> my first cassette was True Blue my, by Madonna and Better Lives <laughs> with Quake. You know what I'm oh, saying? There like, you go. There you go. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the, those are the ones that, that those were my first um, cassettes. And, yeah. And I grew up with them. And, and But I never felt that someone was writing so much about like the experience sure. that I was to you. About. Yeah. Or with you yeah. rather. Or with, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, then, yeah. No, wonderful. Um, just to, to, to go back to your plays as well. Sure. Um, so all of them seem to, from just what I've read that seem to have um, an LGBTQ theme. Yeah. Is that, is that what I've been <clears throat> right in thinking that? Yes, that is true. I, I yeah. want to include that because I mean, um, I'm, a gay man so i'm gonna write about my experiences exactly. there's one I'm, i need to send you one i need it's the most recent one that i've written mm. um am i allowed am i allowed uh, what words am i not allowed to say because the, the title you can <laughs> say absolutely anything you want to we have a so the, we have a explicit rating so it's fine. all right so the um so the title of the most recent play that i wrote is called the ballad of the big dick bottom excellent <laughs> 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 And just the title alone, my friend that was like, is... "Oh my gosh! Like, where did this come from?" And You've I got gave to him a send copy. it over. You have to send it oh, over. Yeah, no. Oh no, yeah. I will. I yeah. will. I definitely yeah. will. And I, and I <laughs> sent it to my mentor, and he's my harshest critic. He's the mm, one that comes. Mm. He's the one that comes down hard. And for the first time in 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 my my early young career playwright life, he had nothing but praise. And he said, "Where did this come from?" And I said, "Well, first of all, I." You know, when I'm when I was in the program for the MFA, I felt like I was writing, um, like I felt like I was writing to my teachers. Oh God, I hope that doesn't sound bad. But it it was just the <laughs> process. But now that I can write pretty much what I want, yeah. With you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty much left to my own devices. Yeah. Um, there was a story inside of me that had to come out, and that story it's about three gay roommates. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, that that play is actually probably Act Two, and I need to write Act One. Um, mm -hmm. And it'll be a full-length play because there's enough story in there between the three of them, um, and it is by you know slightly biographically based. What I tell people, I was going is to I ask if it was yeah, <clears throat> if this was a, yeah. uh, you. Yeah, and so yeah. the the and what I tell people is I usually take uh, a really small grain of truth, but then I I build a whole fictional thing out of it because mm -hmm. if I if I true to life, first of all, it'd be boring, and then second of all. <laughs> It'd be documentary theater, which I'm not doing, and and yeah. so there's there's an essential truth somewhere hidden within there, and then everything around it—the words, the actions, the decisions—are pretty, you know, they're pretty fictional, which yeah. makes it even more powerful. And so that was, I that when I was younger, I did live with two other roommates, and we were we were as different as night and day, you know. If mm -hmm. um, I was the Dorothy, and and um, my other two roommates were were the Blanche and the Rose, you know. <laughs> from like golden girls kind of thing but <laughs> yes. when i when i wrote this i'm like okay i don't want to make it sound like golden girls but when i wrote this i just i i just went with it and it and it actually you know what it had been shelved in my book and then i was like i was looking through and i'm like wait why did i stop writing this wait i know mm -hmm. the answer i'm not gonna finish this and and in that weekend i was able to fashion it out and my friend was like, you know, oh, my friend, my my mentor was like, you know, this is going to be hard to get published. And I mean, not published, but produced. And I said, mm -hmm. yes, I know. I care because sooner or later, someone's going to find it. And, and I, um, you know, it's, I'm going to put it out there and, and then it'll happen. 
Yeah, and it'll yes, be one- absolutely. And if yeah, and as you say, you can't. We can only spend so much time kind of adhering to other people's rules and regulations and what they what. Well, if we yeah, I, yeah. I, I half the stuff I do I wouldn't ever have done because yeah, you have to. You just have to get on with it, and and somebody will find it, and somebody will, um, or you'll find well, a way to 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 make right. it happen and i was i was going to say that there's one um and i and i have to give them a shout out because they're i the one the list that i subscribe to is play submission helper dot play submissions helper.com that's the one that that i look up to and so i check it you know once a month Mm -hmm. you know it it, and then of course i see if anything fits or if i have a chance and i send them out monthly and i've gotten scores of rejections but then again i've also gotten scores of silence and then, yeah, yeah, you know, no, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then and then every once in a while, I'll get uh, somebody who actually, it, it appears that they're writing an actual letter to me. Thank you for mm. submitting. Sorry yeah. if me. And and whether it's true or not, at least I'm getting a response back. And and uh, that's 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 the challenge is the is the fact that I have to keep writing and I have to keep submitting and yeah. I mean, this is the same thing for, I think, I mean, you're, you're, it's the same, uh, it, as you know, from dealing with actors, it's the same thing for every, you know, that the, the, you keep going and, and there will be a lot of mm-hmm. silence or, or, um, or no thank yous, or if you're, you're lucky, if you get the no thank you, um, mm-hmm. but you keep going. And that's the, that's one thing actually I was going to say to you, cause I've been kind of trying to get him to give not, I don't, this isn't an advice column, but just to, mm-hmm. for, for listeners who are starting out on a new venture whether they're young or old or whatever age they are if they're what 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 piece of advice would you give to somebody who was thinking about going into your world into into theater uh, directing and perhaps playwriting what would be uh, kind of uh, a gift uh-huh. to give those people well i mean I, i'm gonna piggy off or piggyback off what we just said number one don't give up you yeah. you you have to keep submitting you have to uh there's not there's not the other thing is um uh, you have to be collaborative you, you have to learn how to work well with people mm-hmm. um that, that's the, that's the other big thing and i think the other thing is um, I'm, I'm trying to give you a third um you do like threes <laughs> i do i do like threes yes i do <laughs> um uh you know uh i don't know i'm just gonna leave that one at two okay and don't give yeah. up don't don't yeah. give up keep submitting keep knocking on those doors keep putting you know whether it's your artwork or your um or your plays or any or auditions you just keep going so yeah. sooner or later somewhere the door is going to open and then that's going to lead to greater things and then the other thing is you you just have to be a great collaborator when you get in there um, because there's, there's yeah yeah because there's a there's a lot of people that are that are trying the same thing, but you and I both know, oh, this is the other thing. You and I both know once you get into the world of theater, the world becomes infinitely smaller. It's not six degrees of separation. It's one or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so your oh, yes. work reputation, your work reputation, they're going to call back. The people are going to talk. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so you need to, you need to do your, put your best foot forward and, 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 and be a solution seeker and, and work well because the world gets infinitely smaller. And so you want to do your the best work, the good work, put your best foot forward, be a solution seeker, you know, and then and then model that for other people. Because ultimately, you know, like I, I, sometimes I work with actors and, and, and like things happen, things fall, things tear, things break. Mm. And they're so afraid to fix it in character or they're afraid to take a and I'm like, it, it is all right if, mm. if it's not mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. Get, you know get the proper wherever it needs to be like you 
I, you know, you, you, I believe and trust in you. And so my important, my, I want you to get the lines. I want you to get the entrances and exits. If it happens, if the journey that when you're on the stage changes, as long as it fits within whatever we're trying to do, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be worried. And yeah. so a lot of times, uh, they wind up. Yeah, I mean, they they want, they come in scared, but they walk out confident. Sure, so that's, that's a good thing. I think that's so. interesting. You saying, um, I think this is something that a rule that can apply. I mean, this is not just to actors. This is to everybody <laughs> in life. If uh, is to be uh, to be a solution seeker. I think that's how you phrased mm-hmm. it. And I think that's quite. That's a way to approach life, a very healthy way to approach life um, yeah. and career and, and whatever it is you do. So, um, mm-hmm. so no, that's that's so good. Thank you. Well done. I like that one. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I was nick, nicking things from people. Um, so yeah. now uh, mm-hmm. we, we did talk before we before we started officially running um, mm-hmm. about your love of Doctor Who. Let's go there. Let's go there briefly because, uh, you know, uh, you were telling me that your first doctor was? Was actually Tom Baker. Tom Baker. And and because I would see him on Sunday nights, I would see the half hour show. And and then, of course, they would stop at a very climactic point and I'd have to wait till the next week. Um, (laughs) I think the first time I ever cried for a character was uh, even later on with uh, number five when Adric died. You know, and so... (laughs) I, I followed, I, I followed it. That's what, that was my first experience. And then, um, I think I'd mentioned earlier that I was really upset with the movie, even though I love Paul McGann and he's so talented yes. and he deserves a series of his own. He does. Yes. Um, the, what they did with the movie, I, I, I left, I was like, nope, nope. Yeah. I can, I can do this. They, they, they broke some canon rules. I'm done. Yeah. And then, and then they had the revamp and my friend was like, you need to check it out. It looks really good. And and then from then I was hooked. And then yeah. of course, David Tennant took over for Christopher Eccleston. Yes. And, <laughs> and and this is where uh, dear dear audience, uh, we I, I've learned uh, that Lawrence is a, is a, is a very big fan of Mr. David Tennant. Um, <laughs> And uh, we were discussing which doctors we found the most attractive, but we're all very happy with the fact that we have a, a female doctor ahead of us, and that's something to look forward to. And who knows, David may reappear again at some point. Yes. Well, and and look at look. Can I tell you that one of the reasons that I really fell in love with him was not just because of Doctor Who, but because of the performance that he did in Hamlet, the one. That, ah, right. Yeah. That, that one that was put to film with um oh what's what's the other actor's name? Um, oh goodness, I know. Yeah, so I know we, we the production you're talking about. I want to say John Luke Picard, and I'm like, no, that's not his name. That would be wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. The one that he did for the BBC, yes. that, that, that yes, copy yes. of, was just amazing. I would have, yeah. I would have given, I would have, I don't know what I would have given just to see it, yeah. in person. Right there, we go with Patrick Stewart. Oh, there you go. Um, he says, I was about to and, say, it was there was a Star Trek connection there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I always, whenever I, if I ever cover that with my students, that's the one we watch. We don't watch the old one. We don't uh-huh. watch. Uh, we'll we'll look at the Mel Gibson one because there's some good things there. But when he did but. the "To Be or Not to Be" speech, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's where so, your love, where it began. Yeah, that's right there. <laughs> that "To Be or Not to Be" speech, and, and I wanted to follow Hamlet around the castle. And, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's another there, and, and the side story that you could have created for yourself there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so just just to to be, be, before we uh, disappear is. So obviously, Doctor Who, David Tennant. Are you? Are you? Uh, would you class yourself as an Anglophile? Are you interested in British culture a lot? Uh, yes, because you know what? It was you know, we had before the onset of cable and everything else. Um, I would watch BBC on the PBS channel on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the first time. Like for example, everybody knows Mr. Bean, but I'm like, that's not Mr. Bean. That's Black Adder. Yes. And I, oh my God, I loved Blackadder. I would watch. I, I have I have the collection here in my room, and I, I love watching. I never laughed so hard in my life, yes. you know. And and so with that exposure on a Sunday night, whether it was Masterpiece Theater, or it was Doctor Who, or it was uh-huh. Blackadder, whatever it was that they on Sunday nights, um, and, and you know, um, and even then, like I totally fell in love with Absolutely Fabulous, <laughs> and, and sweet Jesus, yes. you know, I, it just French and Saunders, sweet good, like I, oh, oh my God, I. I remember when I first watched the show, I was like, are, are they drag queens? You know, <laughs> like, I, 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 it was, it was whatever. But then I just got hooked instantly yeah. within, within the first five minutes. And then of course I watched it religiously. So I, I tend to have, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do like a lot. And you of can probably quote it at any given time. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, in a bar and yep, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's used. It's, it's used. We all use, well, people of a gentleman of a certain age, do do use do we i i certainly do i I've, I've been told off yeah. before for for uh, for referring to people as sweetie a little bit too often and, and people say come on that was a long time ago now old man and, uh, yeah no it's still i still love it did you see the film did you enjoy the film uh yeah yes and no it was mixed i thought it was like in another 30 minutes right you know what I'm saying? It's felt too quick to whatever. And I, and I, and I who am I to know? I'm I'm not the writer. But when I watched it, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, it should have been almost two hours. And 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 there could have been. Oh no! You want more? more. But, That's the good thing. If you want more, rather than yeah, if you left yeah, more, yeah, more, it's yeah. always going to so, be good, but, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know. But yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I just wanted there to be more. There, I felt yeah. like it was lacking 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, Jennifer, like if you're listening, like, there is still room for another extra half hour episode. The, the continuing, the bit of the story that we want that we didn't have that time. So, because I'm sure she's an girl. avid listener. Um, yes. <laughs> now, to, 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 to before we uh, deal with all your social media bits and pieces so people can find you, I'm going to do, and I, you may have heard I've done with other people, and it's proved to be, and I've stolen it from the actors inside the actor's studio, which is really naughty, but people have commented a lot so i'm going to give you just a few of the final questions from inside the actor studio oh, I, if you don't I mind. love those questions go ahead so right. starting with your favorite word i know it's nine o'clock on a sunday morning for you but uh, yeah Alderall. right okay okay yeah um i, I can't and, remember where i picked it up <laughs> i think i was did, watching i don't know what Falderall, yeah, and, and I yeah. usually tell people, hey, "What is this Falderall?" And then they have to go look it up, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I know? heard that and word that... in Tales of the City. There you go. Yeah, I That's... think I heard it on. Uh, oh, what's that show? Frasier. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Falderall. Yeah. And it just stayed with. That's my. No, and it's, it's it's good, and it rolls off the tongue well. Um. So, what's your least favorite word? Um. Oh gosh, my least favorite word would be. Any slur, um, mm-hmm. any any racial slur, any mm-hmm. any words, it, 
it grates uh, it grates on me badly. Mm-hmm. I, I I and it just it just does. Sure. Um, no, I'm 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 totally with you there. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. Mean 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 and ugly words. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Favorite <laughs> and you can go to town now. Favorite curse yeah. word. Favorite first word. Curse word. First. Oh, my favorite, first, uh, my favorite curse word. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, it would have to be, It would. Ha- I'm sorry, it would just... <laughs> Go for it. Gosh. Feel free. All right. It's, my favorite word is just, oh, gosh. It's, <laughs> all right, fine. It's, it's. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. Because I, I really don't get to cuss a lot. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, I know you're... I get, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're completely allowed to i mean you know uh <laughs> um, okay so let's just uh the f word fuck oh there so, you go. and and it's an action but just as a as a as a response to something yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely uh yeah no I, yeah it's 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 up there with one of the favorites um <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> you've got it out of your system now you see it feels better um yes, now <laughs> what sound do you love Oh gosh, the sound of uh, falling rain. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the oncoming rain before it hits really hard. Um, kind of on a window like... or a... or roof or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what sound do you absolutely hate? Um, let's see what sound do I absolutely hate? Uh, I get I utter silence. The lack of sound, just absolute uh, utter silence, makes me insane. I always need music or something in the background. If it, there's something to be said when it's just uh, it, that eerie utter silence. So the lack of that, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like. I yeah. kind of know. What and you know mean. which one I'm talking about? It, it, yeah, like where it's it seems lifeless and it doesn't happen very often. But when it does, yeah, when I there's not even the sound the... Of, of of nature or <clears throat> something yeah. going on as well. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Um, Okay, now is your time to spread the word and tell everybody where they can find you, your art, and all the details about you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at just Lawrence. So it's um, at just Lawrence. Um, so J U S T L A U R E N C E. You can find my artwork um, at redbubble.com/people/lwensel. You can find me on Facebook easily. Just type in my name, Lawrence Wenzel. Um, and that's that's where all my stuff is at. And then, of course, you can go to my website, www.lawrencewentz.com, yes. um, and you can learn more about me there. Um, yeah, so. Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, it's been an absolute mm-hmm. pleasure talking to you today. Um, I hope <laughs> if... Uh, yes, finally, have you ever been to the UK? No, it's but it's on my itinerary. I need to come out there and <clears throat> need to get lost and have fun and... yeah. Yeah. I, well, if you're ever yeah. if you're ever this direction, then um, we'll, we'll we'll give you tours of of alternative London, away from Big Ben, <laughs> away from Big Ben, which yeah. doesn't work at the moment. But um, oh no no no! Don't give me any touristy stuff. Give me the off the exactly what is, what is off, it? The, off, off the off grid. the grid. <laughs> yeah, off the grid kind of you know hole in the wall kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Brilliant, mm-hmm. Lawrence. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Speak to you soon. So much. All right. Take care. This week, dear listeners, just to end thanking Lawrence for being such a great guest, but just a slightly different dynamic to the way things are running this week, because I realised I didn't give you my recommendations, and I would have had to have played about with Lawrence's um, material so much, so I'm sticking on the end this week. My recommendations are 
And also you can go straight to iTunes, YouTube or wherever and download the things, listen to them. So I'm recommending Foo Fighters, Concrete and Gold, their new album. Um, for regular listeners, you know my love of them and how much I raved about their Glastonbury performance. Um, so Concrete and Gold is the new album. Two tracks I can recommend. The Sky is a Neighbourhood, which is a single. And another track called Dirty Water. Um, and I just saw a brief clip that uh, Miss Kylie Minogue had posted. Uh, and she was um, at the side of the stage at their O2 gig the other night. Um, as they were with Rick Astley covering his Never Going to Give You Up. Um, and if you've never heard the Foo Fighters and Rick Astley doing that, then go and do that on YouTube now. But anyway, this album is a great album. And I think I've probably, I realise I've probably got a bit of a crush on Dave Grohl. Anyway, um, the other recommendation is an old track, Heaven 17, a band from the 80s. And they still tour. Um, and the track is called Let Me Go and I've realised it's bloody genius um, it came to me when somebody sent me a this is what was the top 100 in 1983 and uh, it made me go back through it and I hadn't heard it for so long I realised I had it on vinyl somewhere in a dusty box it's all about dusty boxes in my life um, and uh, it's just one of the best choruses ever written so Heaven 17, Let Me Go and then finally is a um, a comedian and YouTube personality personality called James Veach, and James Veach Veach is V E I T C H, um, and I really just want to be his friend. I don't know if that's sad, um, but he um, well m the introduction for you, dear listeners, if you've never seen him before, is to go onto YouTube and type in this is what happens when you reply to spam email. This is what happens when you reply to spam email. It's a TED talk by him, actually. Um, it's brilliant. Um, I'm sure lots of people have already um, watched this, but if you haven't and you need cheering up, not because you listen to my podcast, but you need cheering up generally in life, it's one that I go to. Um, and then very last and not least, um, one of my previous guests I saw yesterday, Mr. Dale Page, for listeners who who jump in regularly. And he sends his regards to you all um, because his podcast has been particularly popular. People have really liked him um, and he's doing very well. Um, he's about to start rehearsals for his Christmas Spectacular in Thursford in Norfolk in the UK. And he's very happy. Um, and he won't be around for my Christmas special that I'm hoping to do because he's going to be doing his own. Anyway, that just leaves me to say thank you again for joining in and look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a wonderful week in the meantime. Thank you, gang. Bye for now.